What is up, Janksters? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. And today, I wanna talk about a card that is in Phyrexia Obi-Wan that is nothing short of fantastic in so many amazing ways. And I also wanna talk about some of the cards that combo with it in cool, interesting ways, specifically in standard, but I'm also gonna throw out just kind of some ideas for what you might be able to do in older formats or in like Commander that can get really weird. And the card I'm talking about is Tyvar Jubilant Brawler. So Tyvar is a one, or sorry, it's a three loyalty planeswalker, legendary planeswalker Tyvar, for one black green. You may activate abilities of creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. And then plus one, untap up to one target creature. Negative two, mill three cards, then you may return a creature card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. This card is genuinely amazing and I'm not kidding and you should probably be running it and it's great now it doesn't necessarily fit in aggro shells which is one of the places where you want to have a lot of like low-cost creatures because obviously with a negative two you want a two drop body in the yard that you can like pull back and leverage for value right um but that doesn't necessarily work super well with Tyvar. Now, what does work incredibly well, to the point where it's a little obvious, in fact, is Mana Dorks. If you have a creature that taps for mana, all of a sudden you can drop it, tap it immediately, you get an immediate rebate on casting that creature. Now, it can't block for you, presumably, but you could then even put a plus one Tyvar and untap it, tap it again for additional mana. You add in creatures that can tap for multiple amounts of mana, like Circle of Dreams Druid, or um, you know even Gwenna in standard and all of a sudden things get really interesting you can ramp a lot with Tyvar the other really cool use for this is in um, older formats you could actually use Tyvar alongside one drop mana dorks to actually get your storm count up if you have cards that say every time a, every time you cast a creature spell draw a card like Beast Whisperer you can actually use Tyvar to use your one drop mana dorks your elvish mystics and your Llanowar elves or your gilded gooses, geese, gilded geese, um, or per birds of paradise, if you have access to them, those kinds of cards all of a sudden become free spells that gets you, uh, you know, that just get your storm count up, that you can, you know, end things with a grape shot or an Eve, the progenitor ooze, if you're feeling saucy. So there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with Tyvar alongside mana dorks and any kind of cheap creature just so you can reanimate it out of your yard for value so it's just really good um i gotta say like on its face the card is just strong in the right engines now if you're in standard what can we do with it oh also i'd be remiss if you're in commander the be take advantage of that plus one that plus one is incredibly powerful look for cards that have super powerful tap abilities uh one that i would just want to throw out there so we, we talk about mana dorks but mana is not the only thing you get with tyvar any tap ability becomes just you know you get two of them with any tap ability on any kind of creature including things like the avatar of woe so avatar of woe it's an older card there's if there are 10 or more creature uh cards in all graveyards it only costs two to play it's a six five with fear that um can tap destroy target creature it can't be regenerated so just dark banishing on a tap and it could theoretically cost two if you're like milling so avatar of woe is a dope card by the way like if you're running black and commander just get this on the radar. Like older printings are a little expensive, but they've reprinted it a number of times. So there are some less expensive versions out there. Great, great card. Also cards like Royal Assassin have similar effects. that like tap, kill a thing. If you have anything that says tap, kill a thing, Tyvar's gonna work with it and it's gonna be rad. So keep that in mind because that plus one, you just get two of those activations. 
Sweet. So yeah, that that's absolutely fantastic. Now, if we're in standard, let's run through a couple of cards that work especially well with Tyvar Juvalent Brawler. Um, so keep that in mind. And you know what? I'm gonna run this. I'm in kind of a top five mood. I don't know why, like the Dominus Cycle video that I did, like my last video uh, or podcast, if you're listening to this in audio form, it was uh, was a top five list of the Dominuses because top five out of five. You know why not? <laughs> makes it makes bacon cuts easy. But um, let's do it. Let's do it here too. Let's look at the top five cards in standard that combine well with Tyvar. Now this time I had way more than five to pick pick from, but I landed on a couple. A couple of them are actually from the new set. And starting out at number five, we have Rustvine Cultivator. Now Rustvine Cultivator is not an amazing card. In in fact, on its face, as far as mana dorks go, it's actually pretty lame, which is really unfortunate. So Rustvine Cultivator is a one-two Phyrexian Elf Druid for one green. Tap, put an oil counter on it, or tap, remove an oil counter from it, untap target land. So the idea is, turn one, you drop it. Turn two, you tap, put an oil counter. Turn three, you can now all of a sudden tap to untap a land. So it ramps you a little bit kind of in the later game on a one drop. Now, one drop mana dorks are kind of tough to come by and Wizards knows how good they are because being able to ramp into your three drops on turn two is a big freaking deal. So here we have a one drop mana dork, but it cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> because of the way the nature of you know it's wording so unless you have some kind of way to get an oil counter on it immediately and i can't think of any way that could do that on turn one I, i'm pretty confident that doesn't exist all of a sudden this becomes you know it, it is slow ramp but if you need to ramp from three to five it can get you there i guess but the moment you have tyvar in the mix all of a sudden you top deck this you can play it tap it immediately put the oil counter on it you can even untap tyvar and tap it to untap a land or put another oil counter on it if you want while putting a one two blocker on uh, on the bot uh, on the board no kind of whatever your situation you're in especially in a deck that has like six or seven drops that you're trying to like ramp up into drawing into a mana dork later in the game can be relevant and this one being able to activate right away is decent this is one of those cards i think it really only works in tie our shells personally i could be wrong on that there might be some other ways that we could abuse it but in in a tie our shell it actually helps kind of minimize the downside of this card in a cool, meaningful way. So I like Crossfire Cultivator. It's interesting. And if you sequence it creatively, you can do some good work with it. Next up, we have Armored Scrap Gorger. So this is another Phyrexia Obi-Wan Mana Dork, and it is fantastic. This is one of those cards when I first read it, I thought, yeah, it's going to be pretty good. And I was building a deck not too long ago, and my stream chat was like, by the way, you should put Scrap Gorger in this. And I was like, I don't know. Like, it's decent, but this deck's trying to be aggressive. I don't really have that many five drops. I don't know. And, like, the moment I added it to the deck, our win rate skyrocketed, and I was genuinely having more fun. This card is excellent. Now, that wasn't even the Tyvar list. In the Tyvar list, good lord, this thing's a house. Because there was an 0-3 for two. But it gets plus three plus zero as long as three or more oil counters are on it. And whenever it becomes tapped, if you can, you have to exile a card from a graveyard, but then you put an oil counter on it. So as long as there's a card in a graveyard of any kind in any graveyard, when you tap this, you get an oil counter. The moment you get to three oil counters, you're, you're off to the races and you're doing the thing. It's a mana dork. You can tap it immediately when it drops. It hates on your opponent's graveyard. You could then untap it all the while creating more mana. Like... Armored Crab Corger is an absolute house, and on top of that, by the time this thing can be swinging, the second turn it comes down is a 3-3 if there's fuel in graveyards, which in the mid-game, you're going to find that. So I, th this card is, like, genuinely awesome. 
Like, don't be sleeping on this card, by the way. It's like, it looks like, like, Reclusive Taxidermist is a two-drop mana dork from the Innistrad sets that, like, never found a home and sucks a little bit. I, I like it, but, like, nobody else does, and it's really lame. Um, Gorger is just so much better. Scrap Gorger is just head and shoulders. Like, this is what a two-drop mana dork ought to be. The amount of value you get off of it with flashback, uh, disturb, and reanimate stuff running around... This is huge. On top of that, the mono blue deck that is incidentally eating up the instants and sorceries out of their yard while progressing your game plan forward. Like, it's great. It's great. Actually, come to think of it, I haven't seen mono blue at all since Phyrexia dropped. Has anyone checked in on Haughty Jin? Are they doing okay? All right, next up, number three. We have Screlve, the Defector Might. Okay, now I said some of these cards would be from Phyrexia. There are some that aren't, I promise. <laughs> so Screlve, Defector Might. This is a one, one for one with Toxic One. It can't block, which is a little bit of a bummer, but that's okay. And you can pay one Phyrexian Red, or sorry, Phyrexian White, tap, choose a color. Another target creature you control gains Toxic One and Hexproof from that color until end of turn. It can't be blocked by creatures of that color this turn. This is a great way to give a creature effectively unblockable, depending on what the board state is, or force your opponent into a really uncomfortable block. You know, if they have multiple blockers of different colors, you can choose the ones that are, you can choose the, the color of the most advantageous blocks, give that to, to another creature that's gonna be swinging in, and you can put your opponent kinda off on a bad foot there. And the reason that I point out Skrelv alongside uh, Tyvar, one, the hasty ability, being able to use that activation. So that's the thing. Skrelv is a toxic, it's a mite, right? So you want to be theoretically attacking your opponent for poison. In certain decks, you don't necessarily care about that. Skrelv can just be a utility creature in this build. And that utility can be on that, uh, on that activation. And on top of that, because it's the mana value or the mana requirement in that activation is Phyrexian, you don't actually have to have mana open. You can just take two life every time you do this. If you use it correctly, you can prevent massive blowouts from targeted removal spells uh, it's just your shields are up if scroll was on the field even the turn it drops if tyvar's there then you add in tyvar's ability to untap it or pull it out of the graveyard and all of a sudden like you're off to the races this thing it just slots in perfectly if you haven't have those two colors available to you sorry those three colors if you, you have to be an abzan to make this work but all the same it has the potential to be very powerful. One of the problems with Skrelv is that it's not great the first turn it drops because it it doesn't have haste. Well, Tyvar solves that problem, at least for part of its ability. You still can't attack the turn it drops, but that's okay. All in all, I gotta say, I think this card is actually really cool. All right, so now, there are a couple cards, that, like, so if you're like screaming at your phones right now because you haven't seen the, the cards that you're expecting to see, don't worry, I've got two more. So coming in at number two, I mentioned the, the idea of tap, kill a thing, how important that is. Well, we do have a card in standard that does let you tap and kill a thing, and that is Blood Tithe Harvester. So Blood Tithe Harvester, you're already in black anyway. Let's be honest, you want to be in Jund, because Jund's the best. And so Blood Tithe Harvester is perfect. It's a two drop. It, it's a three, two. You drop it, you get you the blood token, and then it has that tap sacrifice ability to kill a thing. Tyver can then down tick and bring it back. And you get tap it and activate it again, now with two bloods on the field. And that's on turn three. This with Tyvar, like Blood Death Harvester on two into Tyvar on three, can effectively be a board wipe. That leaves two blood tokens and Tyvar at one loyalty behind. Like, 
that's dope. <laughs> and that's just the turn two into turn three interaction. If you have a Tybar on the field, even in late game board stalls, and you top deck a Bloodshot Harvester, baby, oh, you are cooking with gas. You got a stew going. Because all of a sudden, this thing drops, and you can tap immediately, you can kill something on the other side. And then again, if Tybar has the loyalty to support it, you could even pull it back. And... Blood Tithe Harvester is a known quantity. This card is fantastic. You get a 3 2 for 2 and the Blood Token and that kill ability. And Blood Tithe Harvester also on its own already combos with the number one card that I'm going to mention at the top, which nobody's surprised by. Number one card in standard that combos with Tyvar and most things, if we're honest, Fable of the Mirror Breaker. This card is so freaking good, it combos with itself. And it combos perfectly one-to-one -one with the Blood Tithe Harvester because blood, you can make the, the Blood Tithe copies with Reflection and bam, 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 bam. But Fable is so good alongside Tyvar for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that once the Fable flips and you have the reflection of Kiki-Jiki on the battlefield, you can activate it the turn it flips. Right now, with the with Kiki-Jiki, there is like one downside to this card. Like, to be honest, every single chapter of this thing is fantastic, and the once it finally flips, it is an incredibly powerful combo engine that your opponent has to respect and deal with. The problem is, your opponent can see the reflection of Kiki-Jiki coming a mile away and save removal for it. They may not want to because you might be beating them to death with other things, but they kind of have to because this thing is just going to take over the game. It just does. That's how this works. If you've been playing standard, you know this. But the main flaw, like there's one blind spot in Fable, and it is that chapter three. Once you get to chapter three, it flips, and then it just sits there. You have a bear. There's a 2-2 two -two sitting on the field like potentially turn five or six when that your opponent knew was coming. So like the chances of this thing surviving just in a vacuum is very, very, very low. And that kind of sucks. However, if you have Tyvar on the field, this thing flips all of a sudden your opponent's window just disappeared. They don't have the opportunity to kill this thing before you get a chance to activate it. Even if you go to your main phase, this thing flips, and the first thing they do, once they have priority, assuming you didn't activate it immediately, because you as the, the you know, when you're on your turn, you get priority first. Assuming you don't activate it immediately, which you, I mean, you might, <laughs> to be fair, but assuming you do something else and pass priority, whether it's move to combat, whether it's play something else, if they try to target Kiki-Jiki with a removal... You just activate it in response and get the copy of whatever the thing is you were looking for, whatever, whatever the thing is you have lying around, assuming you have something. Now, if you don't have something, then they can still get rid of it and that kind of bites. But the fact that you could activate it immediately for value is huge. And we all have seen the reflection flip at the time when there's a Titan of Industry sitting on the field or another just bomb ETB, even something as simple as the Blood Tide Harvester, Corpse Appraiser, we've seen what that can do. It gets out of hand super duper fast. And Tyvar just allows you to activate this just on the spot. Like, that's awesome. It's, it's awesome. I don't know what else to say. You know, and then on top of that, if the if the reflection of the Kiki Jiki flips and you have a Blood Tide Harvester in your graveyard but not on the battlefield, down tick Tyvar, get it back, boom, there you go. Like the the synergies between those three cards specifically is the core of a functional Jund deck. 
period. They just are. What you put around it and where you go from there, whether you try to go like Zeotor fling action or whether you try to do like ramp reanimator style things, which is generally what I'm leaning towards, but like, or even if you just want to go like a bunch of little dorks that have e interesting ETBs and just do a ton of value with those, you can totally do that. Like the, the I gotta say just in general, Tyvar Jubilant Brawler is legit. Whenever you see a Planeswalker that costs three mana, check it out. There's a high likelihood it's going to be playable somewhere, and th this dude's got it. Like, he's got it. I don't know what else to say. And I got also got to say, huge props um, for the design team for creating a card that is a perfect fit for a Golgari elf deck because a lot of elves have tap mana abilities. So being able to get those immediately is huge. And then being able to untap them to ramp like mad to hit your crater of behemoths on like turn four or whatever you're doing is bonkers. And this guy gives it to you. He straight up gives that to you. And then also you're a lot of your creatures and even some of the Lords are two drops. And, and those are great to pull out of your graveyard if your opponent reacts to them. So it fits the elf deck. However, you don't have to put him in an elf deck for him to still be really freaking good. Like, it makes small... Like, Tyvar elevates small utility creatures in such a cool, dynamic way. I, I adore that. And in a way, actually, that negative two kind of protects him. And the actually, both, both activated abilities protect Tyvar as long as you have some kind of creature online. Because untapping your creatures means they can block for them, for them. And if you don't have anything online, but something in your graveyard, or heck, even not something in your graveyard, something in your deck, you negative two, you mill three, there's a decent chance you're going to hit something, pull it out. And there you go. You got a blocker online. So he protects himself. He's cheap. And he can uh, allow a lot of cool game plans. I don't know. I love him. Tyvar, Jubilant Brawler, A+. Plus. No notes. This, this card's great. So yeah, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. I appreciate it very, very much. You can find this on YouTube. Uh youtube.com slash handbox42 as well as as an audio podcast at overthinking mtg anywhere you get your podcast thank you so much i appreciate it i also stream over on twitch twitch.tv slash handbox42 i will catch you over there in the meantime stay good to each other and i'll catch you next time